episode of the Cajun Conservative, where we talk about life, we talk about liberty, and yes, we talk about the pursuit of happiness, and showing the world that Cajuns do have intelligence. So I was thinking earlier today, the pursuit of happiness is pretty hard to find right now. And I'm not trying to be doom and gloom, but just a lot of things going on in this world that you don't know about. You don't, you wonder, how can you find happiness in this time? How can you find happiness in a world of chaos that is going on right now? And, and folks, I, I really want to tell you, I, I get like that sometimes. Don't get me wrong. I, I get where I'm down and depressed and I'm seeing this whole world crumble. But I just want to remind you this quick thought before we're getting into our subjects for today. How Jesus Christ can give you hope when there's there's no hope around. You know, Christ is the center of my universe. Yes, I have my family. I have my, my wife and my kids and my brothers and my sister, my brother and my sisters and my church family and all that. And I, I love them to death. But Jesus is what holds us together. Just want to give you that thought. Jesus is what holds us together, and he's my whole peace, my peace. So in the pursuit of happiness, if you go and pursue happiness, there's one. You can find that. You can find him, the man in heaven. You just have to ask him into your heart. And you are saved for all eternity. As long as you believe in him and trust in him. And stay, stay the course. Fight the good fight of faith. And that's what we're doing right here at the Cajun Conservative. I want to thank everyone again also for listening to the podcast. You know, this podcast would not be possible without you. Yes, I could go ahead and talk into a mic, but if there's nobody listening, it don't pay. And I, I, I'm just flattered that y'all think my opinion is worth listening to. Uh, some people would say, well, Isaac, what, what are you talking about on there? Well, I talk about anything, politics, spiritual matters of the heart, anything on this podcast. I just want to thank you for, for sticking around with the Cajun Conservative Show. It's a blessing. It's an honor to have you part of this family. As a family, I was just talking about church family. Y'all are my podcast family. I know some of y'all personally. Uh, there's some I have never met. But y'all are all family to me. And I want to thank y'all for continued supporting this podcast. It's a great honor and privilege. Without you, it would have been nothing. I love all of y'all. And I want to just, if you're the first time listening... Thank you for coming and stopping by. I hope you hit that subscribe button. I hope you hit the follow button. I hope you go ahead and leave us a five star. Um, if you started listening to this podcast and you enjoyed, send me a you know send me a, a message on Facebook at the Cajun Conservative Show or send me an email at the Cajun Conservative Five at gmail.com. And you can find me on the web, the Cajun Conservative Show dot wordpress dot com. Uh, my website, I put everything on there, and it's not the greatest website. You know, I'm. I do this part-time. So, uh, but, hey, God has provided us. I want to also let y'all know about the Brothers Just Searching. If you like biblical Bible study, looking into history, go ahead and check out Brothers Just Searching on Facebook. Also, go like us and subscribe us on YouTube. We have our YouTube setting now. We go ahead and we record everything um, on video. Also, we have the audio side, Apple, Google, and Spotify. Right now, we're in, the, we're in a intense study of Daniel chapter 2 about the statue that Nebuchadnezzar saw. Great, great stuff. And we're about to start getting into the ten toes and to the, to the feet. And we're just about to dive into all kind of stuff. 
Now, you might be asking, why is called Brothers Just Searching? Me and a couple of brothers in the Lord get together every week and discuss the Bible, and we record our conversations. Great podcast, first podcast, and I've said the testimony plenty of time. Go like us and share us on Facebook, Apple, Google, Spotify. Go like us, uh, follow us, subscribe to us, and we'll be, uh, we'll be blessed if you would do that for us. All right, so, so this week, getting ready for this show. And I've, I've told you in the past already that there's some times when I have a whole show plan in the very last minute, something comes up, and I say, oh, i got to talk about that. And that's kind of what this story was. I was talking and I was wondering about certain subjects and things that are going on and all this stuff. So I, I was wondering what was going on. You know, what, 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 this story would be good, that story would be good. Then Thursday, and I'm not going to call him President Biden right now. I'm going to call him King Biden because King Biden, the President of the United States, has declared war on us, the unvaccinated. Why do I say that? Because ever since the beginning of this whole vaccination stuff that's going on, ever since this vaccination has been available to the public, the the media, the Democrats, and anybody else that thinks that this is a life-saving vaccine has told us you need to go get it. You need to go get it. You need to go get it. And people like me that have studied and thought about it and said, should I get it? Shouldn't I get it? What's going on with it? And I'm like, I'm not telling nobody else not to get it. That is your personal opinion. That's your choice of matter. But me, I decided not to get it. Now, I'm on the record with that on multiple occasions on this podcast. But I have made a decision not to get it. Now, they couldn't tell us nicely, hey, can you please get the vaccination? And here's the science behind it and all that. And we say, yeah, we're going to make an informed decision. But back in August, uh, uh, back in August, August 2nd of this year, I came out with a podcast titled Shaming the Unvaccinated. And I broke down how Joe Biden and others are really fighting or really trying to shame the people into getting this vaccination. You know, you know, people are dying. How dare you not care about people? And they started shaming us. Well, this week, like I said, Thursday, the president has come out and said that it's time to force people to get vaccinated. Now, I should have saw this comment. They, would, they treat us nice. Hey, you should get it. Then shaming us. How dare you? You're un-American. You, you, you stupid idiot. Not getting this vaccination. Not caring about your people. And shaming us. And when that didn't work, they just said, hey, screw all that. We're going to go ahead and force you. You might be saying, oh, Isaac, come on. Well, listen to our president of the United States. This is not about freedom or personal choice. It's about protecting yourself and those around you. I'm announcing that the Department of Labor is developing an emergency rule to require all employers with 100 or more employees that together employ over 80 million workers to ensure their workforces are fully vaccinated or show a negative test at least once a week. What more is there to wait for? 
What more do you need to see? We've made vaccinations free, safe and convenient. We've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin. And your refusal has cost all of us. So please do the right thing. Oh, please do the right thing in his last. Well, I like how he started this whole off, this whole press conference, really encouraging people. Hey, get the vaccination. He comes out and he says, oh, um, you know, it's not about freedom or personal choice. Really, King Biden, what is it about? What is it about? What what you know? And I like how this, this this whole left narrative right now is, you know, the you, you don't know what you you don't know what you don't know. So we're going to just go ahead and tell you to do something without you without you knowing. And it's kind of funny. OK, he says it's not about free. It's not about the freedom or person personal choice. But ladies and gentlemen, if a woman wants to go get a abortion. And people like me that say it's wrong to have an abortion, that is a life, life starts at conception. They go ahead and they say, it's the woman's choice, it's the woman's body. Okay, but if we go on that narrative, it's my choice, my body. If I don't want a shot into it, I'm not going to get a shot into it. I'm not going to go get a vaccination that I don't want. My body, my choice. Take that, liberals. Oh, no, that's totally different. That's totally different. Really? How's it different? How's it, how is it different, us telling people, hey, please don't murder that child that, is, that God has given you? It's a woman's choice in a woman's body. Oh, well, I don't want to go ahead and get the jab. You have no choice. The president mandated it. Huh? I also like how he's saying do the right thing. Get this vaccinated. His patience is wearing thin. My patience has been wearing thin with this president since he put his hand on the Bible and signed 17 executive orders on the first day. My patience is running out, Mr. President. Now, people might be saying, Isaac, he's been telling people to do it. Yes, he has. But he has promised that he wouldn't do this. See, that's the thing about Democrats, folks. They can lie. They can lie. But the only people that are going to call them out is conservative podcasters, conservative radio hosts, or Fox News. Because this is President Biden. This is President. Uh, this is uh, James Skowski, Peppermint Patty, and Nancy Pelosi. Just listen to this, folks. Listen to what they said just a few months ago and weeks ago. No, I don't think it should be mandatory. I wouldn't demand to be mandatory, but I would do everything in my power. Just like I don't think masks have to be made mandatory nationwide. I'll do everything in my power as the president of the United States to encourage people to do the right thing. Perhaps the federal government should step in and issue mandates. And if not, are you putting the needs of unvaccinated people ahead of the needs of vaccinated people? I think the question here, one, that's not the role of the federal government. Um, That is the role that institutions, private sector entities, uh, and others may take. That certainly is appropriate. Also, local communities uh, are going to take steps they need to take. So here's the thing. We We cannot require someone to be vaccinated. That's just not what we can do. Okay, so they said themselves they don't have the power. Nancy Pelosi said it. Jane Siskowski said it. Kevin McPatty. 
And even President Biden has said, King Biden has said, well, I cannot legally force people to get this. But folks, it's the, it's the same thing. Remember a couple of months ago, they were talking about the um, the eviction rates and people that had to be get evicted because they didn't pay their rent. Because they got a stimulus package, they helped them pay their rent, but instead of paying their rent, they went by big TVs, they went by uh, lawnmowers, they went by, well, I don't know, people, most of the people that got didn't go buy lawnmowers, they don't like to work. But all, all, half of the people that went, they, they went spend this stuff, they didn't buy, they didn't spend their, they didn't pay it on their bills. So the landlords were saying, well, sorry, we're going to have to evict y'all. But the government stepped in and said, well, you know, we, we really can't stop them, but we're going to go ahead and put a law into where we, they can't evict people. You see, folks, that's how the Democrat Party does. Th- this whole thing about the Democrat Party is that they go ahead and they can say, you know, we, we know it's not part of the law and we can't do it, but we're going to do it anyway. And that's what this is. Biden, Kinskowski, and Nancy Pelosi has says. We can't do this. We just simply can't. I think it was even Jane Siskowski that said, well, it's the governors and the states that can do this. Now, when this announcement was brought out, I don't have the audio, but President Biden even said that if you're a governor and you don't help us, I will do everything in my power to get you out the way. Now, this isn't just Biden saying it. This is his own cabinet saying these things. This is Cedric Richmond. And look, I hate to say this, but Cedric Richmond is from Louisiana. Ah, uh, he's a couple of fries short of a Happy Meal. But this is what he said. He echoed what the president said. <coughs> Excuse me. He went ahead and echoed what the president said. Just listen to Cedric Richmond on Don Lemon from CNN. Governors that are using vaccinations and mask requirements as a political uh, game. But our purpose is to save lives, and we will do anything and everything under our control to make sure that we protect uh, our citizens, especially those children who cannot get a vaccination yet. And so we have to do everything we can to make sure adults do it. And those governors that stand in the way, I think it was very clear from the president's tone today that uh, he will run over them. You didn't hear that, folks? He said he's going to run over them. So Biden was kind of a little more, hey, but Cedric Richard saying, hey, you governors that are fighting this, we're going to run y'all over. We're going to do what we want to do. We're going to do what, what we want to do. And we don't care about the Constitution. We don't care about the Bill of Rights. We don't care. Folks, it's written in the Constitution that a lot of these things governors and states have power on. See, President Trump never did this. President, when people wanted him to pass a mask mandate, and when people wanted him to force people to, to wear masks and to stay indoors, President Trump said, I'm not doing that. I don't have the authority to do that. But apparently, King Biden thinks he does. Now, I made a statement on this on Thursday when I first heard about this. I said, I thought we elected a president, not a dictator slash king. See, folks, it's kind of funny. They made, they made Donald Trump sound like he was a tyrant. That Donald Trump was, a, was horrible, and he forced people to do things they didn't want to do. Under President uh, Trump, we had more freedoms given to us by any president. Bef- I guess before him, you, I could say that. 
There maybe has been some before. But President Trump did not take our freedoms away. President Joe Biden is. He's, yeah, he's taking away our right to choose what's better for us. You see, folks, Joe Biden is going to do whatever he wants. I seen a video, and I was supposed to play it in horn here of the late, great Rush Limbaugh. But he made a statement about, about eight months ago, two months before he passed on. And he said that. He said, Democrats don't have to convince you of anything. They just do it. And they, they make it. Well, the, the, the Republicans have to convince us this is good. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the problem with our country right now. We really have a dictator in there. He says he can't do some, but hey, I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go and make sure that these people get their vaccinations, even if I have to force them to do it. And you governors that don't want to follow my lead, well, guess what? I'm going to move you out the way. Does that sound like a unified president? Don't you remember what Biden ran on? I'm going to be I'm going to be I'm going to be a president for everyone. He said that in that statement I played a while ago. I'm a president for everyone. Folks, there's only 80 million Americans that have not taken the vaccination. The I think it's like 60 to 70% of Americans have got it already. Now, I played it last week. There's some idiots that believe that if you take the vaccination and every single American takes the vaccination, that COVID all of a sudden is going to dis- disappear. It's not going to be there no more. But there's a problem with that, folks. Vaccinated people are getting sick. Vaccinated people are carrying. In that same speech, he said that I'm going to protect the workers, the vaccinated workers from the unvaccinated workers. Well, if the vaccination gives you total immunity of this virus, why do we have to worry about the unvaccinated? Folks, our president has declared war on the unvaccinated. Because, like I said, there's people. And look, I'm going to give it up to Ben Soprino and the Daily Wire team over there. They said we have 100 employees and we're not complying with this mandate. And when it comes out, we're suing. I want to congratulate the governor that said, really, you want to take our power? The governor of South South, uh, Dakota has said she's going to go ahead and sue Mr. Biden. There are also a couple of other governors. We have Tace Reeves from Minnesota. Mike Delivery from uh, from Alaska. Arkansas. Asa Hitchison. Alabama Governor Kay Ivory. Utah Governor Spicer Cox. Iowa's Governor Kim Ronalds. Iowa Governors Brad Lilly. And he hasn't said anything according to this article. Now, he maybe has before, but I think Ron DeSantis is thinking of suing. So, you know, I'm going to say this. Governors, stand up. People, stand up. Companies, stand up. Man, this is a mandate. It's not a law. I'll be right back.
For delivering material to a job site, Acadiana uses Hayes Dump Truck Services. Since 2011, Hayes has been moving heaven and earth to job sites all over Acadiana with their top-of-the-line dump trucks. Whether it's a huge landscaping job or a pre-construction site, Hayes has the manpower and equipment to move the materials fast, fast. You call, we haul. Dirt, compost, gravel, topsoil, fill sand, and limestone. Call Hayes right now, 852-8043. Hayes Dump Truck Services, where Jesus is Lord of this company. doing everybody welcome back to the cajun conservative show you know it work if i put on my mic <laughs> uh so we we've had um uh, i have a lot of stories that i want to cover with with you and give you some quick opinions on and i guess i can start off with that this um i've been hearing a lot and i, I was asked by my brother and fellow conservative Nate Savage the other day. I had uh, my interview with him on his YouTube channel. Go check him out. Nate Savage. Oh, Savage5050 on YouTube. Great guy. Gives a gives a lot of good opinions. Um, and, you know, a lot of people attack him because they're doing like Larry Elder, which I'm going to get to in a second. Um, they're attacking Nate because Nate is a conservative and he don't fall in line with the left. Um He's a black man that, that should that should play the victim. But no, he doesn't. He you know, he watched Fox News and he read articles and he he did everything to where you know, he figured out, "Hey, I don't have to live like this. I can be my own person." And Nate became a conservative. Great story. Go check out his uh, YouTube channel, Savage 5050. It's growing every day and I uh, on the air, I want to say thank you, Nate, for interviewing me. It was a great honor and privilege to be part of your show. So, all right, um, back to what I was saying, though. Nate asked me about this, uh, the abortion law that was in Texas. Now, if you look into the law and you see everything that's part of it, you would know that the law says that a person um, a person can't get an abortion uh, after six weeks or so, well, it's not even after six weeks. And that, that's the thing. Uh, when you detect a heartbeat in a mother, you can, you can't have an abortion. It's the heartbeat bill. If they hear a heartbeat, you cannot have an abortion. Just plain and simple. And it also gives, um, gives people the, uh, the opportunity. If they hear somebody that went ahead and helped someone with an abortion, they can go ahead and, Say, look, this person helped break the law, and justice can be served. Now, this was Greg Abbott that went ahead and did this, and I'm going to be honest with you. I think Greg Abbott did a great job. The Texas legislation did a great job. Now, it was also this week that he went ahead, um, that, you know, the Texas law pertaining voting IDs and stuff like that uh, passed as well. So Democrats are not happy with the state of Texas right now. But this abortion law has been really at the forefront of all this controversy because this abortion law stops all abortions, basically, because once you hear a heartbeat, you cannot have an abortion. Now, there's all type of abortions out there, and it's, in my opinion, abortion is horrible. 
I always tell people, if you had an abortion, I ask God to forgive you. And yes, it, it happened, but the Lord can forgive you. I, but I don't think abortion should be legal. If something would happen that Roe v. Wade would go ahead and be overturned, it'll be, it'll be awesome. Now, the state of Texas has done this, and they've done more than our state of Louisiana, who has a governor that goes all over saying, I'm pro-life, I'm pro-life. And they never ask the question, are you pro-choice? See, they never ask that. He just thinks, hey, I don't think they should. Now, people might say, well, hold on. Isaac, if he's pro-life, that means he's not pro-choice, or if he has the choice of the mother to choose. And I say actions speak louder than words. Our governor, John Bell Edwards, has done everything in his power to keep abortion clinics open. So if he's pro-life, he would do everything in his power to stop them, but he has not. Over his term as governor here in the state of Louisiana, he only has passed one anti-abortion bill, and he said that couldn't go into effect until, listen to this, until the Mississippi state goes in front of the Supreme Court and is proven. So we're waiting on a whole other law to pass to the Supreme Court because it's very similar to Mississippi, of course. But out of the six, seven years that he's been there, only one time, but Greg Abbott has done more to fight abortion than John Bowers has ever done. Now, this law is law right now, but, you know, the Justice Department and ACLU and everyone's saying, hey, we're going to sue Texas because it is unconstitutional. Now, I don't know where the the justice, um, the Supreme Court justice, when they the, decided that Roe versus, Roe versus Wade was legal and they, they passed abortion, uh, the abortion, uh, the, the Constitution never says, hey, thou shalt not have an abortion. But... It, it it just it just boggles my mind that people, people that are on the left, thinks it's okay to kill a baby. Isaac, we do not think it's okay to kill a baby. Really? So, what is an abortion? It's killing a fetus. I'm gonna give you some. I'm gonna educate y'all a little bit, folks. The word I think fetus is Latin for baby. <gasps> So they just gave it a, that's, and the Democrats do that all the time, or left-leaning people always do that. They go ahead and they, they give it a fancy little name, and a complicated name or whatnot, so you don't think it's what they're really talking about. I talked about that the other day um, with Nate, and in that interview, I said what Democrats say, 9 out of 10, they're doing it. So, but of course, the left is all up in arms about this, and the the, the state of Texas, I think, did a great job. Now, you can go according to the voting laws as well. People are upset because I heard that today they passed this law and it, the main target is to stop the, the black people and the brown people from voting. Folks, it's not hard to get an ID. I'm sorry. If you don't want an ID, that means you either run away from the cops or, or there's something else. You have something that you're trying to hide. But to go ahead and to say these laws, these voting laws that are being passed all over this country, and trying to say that, hey, this is stopping people from voting, a certain class of people, and they're stopping them to vote. That is, that is just crazy nonsense. But this, this, whole vo- this whole abortion law, this whole abortion um, con- uh, controversy in Texas, I think they did an awesome job. Now, I am a conservative, but I'm foremost as a Christian. 
And uh, like, I wish I could. I wish I could talk to Nancy Pelosi about abortion because I would ask her. You're you say you're a Bible believing Christian. You say you're Roman Catholic, and that you go ahead and you follow the doctrines of the church. How do you answer when the Lord told uh, told Jeremiah, "I knew you before you were in your mother's womb." God has made it a way to where we can reproduce as, fan, as, as people on this earth. And it's a blessing. Ladies and gentlemen, abortion has taken more, I think, I think last time they counted, 63 to 64 million babies in this country alone. That's not worldwide. And I look at this, and I'm going to quote the great Moon Graffon here in Louisiana, the voice of Louisiana Radio. If Democrats can go ahead and say... It's okay to kill an unborn child. All these policies don't surprise me. All these policies do not surprise me whatsoever. But ladies and gentlemen, this this bill was right on. Now it's going to go to court. ACLU and, you know, the Department of Justice in which that's another point. You know, we talked about Biden being king. Biden said a while back, hey, I'm not going to use the Department of Justice. I'm not going to use that all for my political gain like Trump did. But he forgot to mention another president, President Barack Obama, did the same thing. But it's kind of funny how the Justice Department, after this law, says it's very it's, it's, it's very clear that this is unconstitutional. We're going to sue them. Ladies and gentlemen, the Biden administration is using their platform to try to fight this. They're trying to fight this, folks. And I, I just, you know, Biden came out, sir, um, I think it was uh, Matt Walsh. I was hearing the other day, and he brought out a clip of Biden saying he respects the people that believe in pro-life. And he wasn't going to impose that. But all of a sudden now, he is for this, like, this, for this bill. He's not, he's not for this bill. Biden has flip-flopped more times than... than then I can't even compare nothing to him to flip flop, folks. This this abortion bill was good, and if you're a God fearing person, you're celebrating this right now. And, and look, I'm gonna. Uh, if you need an article to prove that Biden is violate he violated his campaign pledge, politicizing DOJ to do his biddings, legal experts warn, and that's on the Fox News article that I have. All right, so I want to go ahead and talk about, um, I, I said a while back, and I, I knew he joined, but I, I just never got a chance to talk about it. I guess they had other things happening at that time. But I, I want to talk about the recall election in, in, um, in California. Um, I, the last time I talked about, it, I think it was when uh, Bruce Jenner, who is now known as Caitlyn Jenner, um, decided to throw his hat in the ring to run. Now I told people at the time if there was another person that I would vote for, I would bring it out. And I heard Larry Elder going in there. I didn't remember who Larry Elder was until I saw his face. I said, "Oh, that's the dude on Fox News." But Larry Elder has decided to run for governor in the great state of California. Now. California uh, is run by Gavin Newsom. And the way that I'm understanding this recall election goes is um, they're going to have a question on there. Do you agree? Do you think Gavin Newsom should be recalled? You hit yes or no. If you hit yes, you did, they ask who you think should take his place. 
And you could pick Larry Elder, Caitlyn Jenner, or anyone of that nature. But there's a thing about Larry Elder that I'm I'm, I'm very... I'm not surprised at because he's a conservative. But the left is attacking him like crazy. Of course, he's a conservative, but there's a problem. He's black. And you see that that throws a lot of a lot of their thought processing and everything. See, if he was just a conservative and white and straight, hey, that would be no problem. But he's black, so it's kind of hard to go ahead and attack him. They could and they have, folks. I'm not. I'm not. To, I say it's hard, but in, in my mind, it's like, well, okay, well, hold on. We talk about social justice. We talk about things of that nature, and we talk about equal rights between all the races. If you're black, white, um, Hispanic, or whatever, hey, you know, we we have to be all equal. Larry Elder has been called the white supremacy of the conservative party right now. He is. He's what he. he, he how did they say this? I'm trying to say, I don't, I don't want to be fact-checked because I said it wrong. Um, them saying, well, he he's the face of white supremacy, but he's black. So basically they're saying, hey, he's racist against his own skin. Also, it was reported that Larry Elder, California GOP candidate for governor, says his security detail, uh, detail was hit by a pellet gun. Folks, this is in California. I know they hate conservatives. They especially hate black conservatives. I thought about it with Nate Savage, how people don't like Nate because he's black and he's a conservative. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a black man running to be the first ever governor, black governor of California. And Gavin Newsom is out there attacking uh, Larry Elder. He's saying, like a while back, I heard a video on a podcast the other day of Gavin Newsom saying that the Republican parties look down on women. They go ahead and they look down on women. They think they're dumb, but we think we're, you know, women are some of the greatest politicians out there. And I believe that was Matt Walsh that said, he said, really? Okay, if you think women are way better politicians than y'all, Gavin Newsom, step aside and let your lieutenant governor, which is a woman, run the show. Oh, no, they're not. They're hungry for power, folks. Larry Elder also the other day was walking on the streets of Los Angeles. And a woman with a gorilla mask came and threw an egg. Threw an egg at Larry Elder. Missed him by a couple of inches. His security team went to try to confront the woman. The woman hit, swung at the the, uh, security team. Now, kudos to the sheriff of Los Angeles. He said, I'm going to look for her and I'm going to treat it as a hate crime. It was a white person wearing a gorilla mask and and threatened a, a, a candidate for governor, but at the same time, a black candidate for governor. Ladies and gentlemen, this is showing the hypocrisy on the left. Now, you remember when Caitlyn Jenner, uh, Bruce Jenner, who is now known as Caitlyn Jenner, when he ran, when he decided to go ahead and run for governor, I asked the question, will they go ahead and throw the Republican name aside and say, you know, hey, this is what we're looking for, a transgender person coming in and trying to run for governor, and we walk on them with open arms. Are they going to attack Bruce Jenner, who is now known as Caitlyn Jenner, because they're a Republican, and look, they started attacking. And what's sad is Bruce Jenner, who is now known as Caitlyn Jenner, i got to say that, went on CNN and said, well, talking about the abortion law, uh, Texas had the right to do that. But if I'm governor, uh, there ain't going to be no laws change. 
Folks, this happened with Arnold Schwarzenegger when he got into office. Arnold Schwarzenegger was tough. Thought because he was the Terminator, he was going to get things done in California. But he ran as a Republican. And because he ran as a Republican, when he got into office, he bent. He gave into left-leaning ideas in which, and he, look, he got, he got in a whole other term, but he had to compromise. Larry Elder ain't going to do that, folks. But I asked that question about Caitlyn Jenner, who, is, who was formerly known as Bruce Jenner. Will he go ahead and throw that all aside and say, well, he's, he's a transgender person. He's, you know, they're not going to say he. They're going to say she, of course. But he, you know, we're going to embrace this change. We're going to embrace this, this change and, and, and welcome in this. And see, that's what's happening with Larry Elders, folks. You, you think about this, well, they never had a black governor in California before. And he's part of the minorities. We want to show the world that we care about these minorities. We should elect him governor. But, folks, there's a problem. He's a Republican, and he's a conservative or a libertarian, one of the two. And that's the problem. That's why they don't like Larry Elder. See, folks, they, they, they use the black skin of black people as a tool as long as they fall in line. But like Larry Elder and Nate Savage that say, no, you're wrong. You're leaving us in bondage and you're, you're using us and we don't want to be used no more. They go ahead and they attack them. Ladies and gentlemen, Larry Elder is getting attacked left and right. They're calling him a white supremacist and this dude is black. But folks, this shows that the Democrat Party don't care about the color of skin. They care about it. They can use you for their political gain. And folks, and what's sad is, there's some black leaders that do it. Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson don't care about the black community. When they start talking about, oh, all these people in the hood, and, and uh, they, they, you don't have to have equal rights, and you have to... Why these men are living in million dollar homes. You know how they got all the millions of dollars? It wasn't by talking about equal rights. Well, yes, it was. Correction, yes, it was. They use those funds that they get for equal rights and well, we're we're gonna get paid. We gotta get money. Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpen does not care about the black community. They only care about themselves, and this is the problem with California's runoff election. Now, last I heard, Larry Elder, he is he is ahead of the polls. So that's a good thing. Now, this election is on Tuesday. So I'm hoping, I'm really praying that Larry Elder can get in there. If it happens, awesome. But it's an uphill battle. Because, you know, Brock, um, not Barack, um, King Biden is going there on Monday to try to get the people to vote yes to keep Gavin Newsom. Kamala Harris was there, I think, yesterday. Ladies and gentlemen, they're trying. They're pushing way more money in this election than any other election in a while. I think it's like $70 million right now they have spent. And it, look, election's on Tuesday. Well, the last day of election because they've been early voting and mail-in ballots and all that stuff. So we're going to see. We're going to see what happens. And that scares me too, the mail-in ballots and all that. 
I'll be right back with the third and final segment of the Cajun Conservative Show. Stand tight. I'll be right back. How you doing, everyone? Isaac here, and I'm here to tell you about the Scott Ford Show on YouTube. I know Scott personally. He's a true blue, red-hot conservative. Talking about current world events, but just not telling you about the world events. He's giving you a guide on his opinion of what's going on. So today, go ahead and check out the Scott Ford Show on YouTube. Since I've told you, next time I see you, I'm going to ask you, did you watch the Scott Ford Show? If you say yes, I'm going to give you a thumbs up with a big smile. If not, I'm going to look at you weird and say, why are you not watching the Scott Ford Show? So go check out the Scott Ford Show today on YouTube. You will not be disappointed. Where does time go when you're having fun, huh? And look, today I had a real busy day, you know. Um, working at the church, uh, good, well, we do this on Sundays, so after church on Sunday, I go ahead and I come here and I make these shows for you guys. And, you know, uh, just a busy day. I'm tired, but guess what? I'm pushing forward. And I, I had a great time, you know. Today, you know, I, today's the day the Lord has made. And God has given me... A great family, great church family, and a great audience. I said at the first segment how I was appreciative of everyone that, that helps out. And, you know, I, I, just, I can never say how much gratitude I have for this podcast. It's, just a, it's a great blessing and a great encouragement to come here every week. Sometimes I'm tired. Sometimes I'm angry. Sometimes I'm just ready to, to say, let's get this over with. But guess what? I, I love doing this. I wouldn't change this for anything in the world and it's an honor and a blessing to be part of your lives and just thank y'all for listening again and this is amazing okay ladies and gentlemen uh i want to say something and i um a disclaimer i probably will offend people that listen to this part of the podcast because it, it i i i really i really saw the left indoctrination of young people or let's say audiences all over the world because the other day I um I was working of course and I got home and my wife and my children were watching television and I was watching it and I realized what it was because I have Amazon Prime and Amazon Prime has some movies on it every so often. And, you know, I'm watching, uh, I didn't watch it, but, you know, scrolling through my movies, you know, I watch MacGyver on there and I watch other shows. And I was, you know, I was, you know, I, I've seen they made a new Cinderella movie. Amazon original. Amazon went ahead and, and, uh, <laughs> put this out and I, like I said I've seen the pictures go and you know how they do with all new movies they want to advertise they want people to watch it and 
I'm sorry, folks. I have to laugh because my reaction to what I saw was like, oh, my goodness. And, of course, I went on my Cajun conservative rant, and my wife's like, Isaac, please, just stop, just stop, please. And there was nothing wrong with that. You know, I don't, she, don't, she doesn't agree with what she saw either, but, you know, she watched the movie and hopefully she never watch it again. That's my opinion. But, anyway, so I, it just so happened I walked in at that time, and, and look, I, you know, I was supposed to have something else planned for the second segment, but everything I was supposed to talk for about that segment, I was thinking about talking about this segment. But when I saw this, I was just like, man, the left is really, really ruining fairy tales for us. But anyway, so I walked into the, uh, I walked in to the house, like I said, and started watching the TV. And uh, look, I'm not, I'm not that dense to where I don't know what Cinderella is. Uh, Cinderella is a is a, a fairy tale about a, a lady that has an evil step has an evil stepmother and evil stepsisters, and there's a ball coming around. They don't want her to be there, so they lock her in her room. And a fairy godmother comes and gives her a dress. She turns all her animal friends, and they go meet the king for the ball. And you know, with the glass slipper, and the king takes her off. That's or, or, that's the Cajun version of Cinderella. In my opinion, I like Jerry Lewis's version, Cinderella. But they have a god, and they did that right. They put a godfather instead of a godmother and a god acting. But anyway, so as I I said, I I walked in, and it was the part where the fairy godmother comes into place. They locked up Cinderella, and she's crying. She wants to go to the ball and all this stuff. So um, apparently in the movie, the fairy godmother was a butterfly. And it was a caterpillar before, and the fairy godmother turns into this butterfly and meets Cinderella. And look, the CGI on this stuff was awesome, by the way. Amazon did a real good job with the effects and everything of that nature. But the fairy godmother, um, the, the 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 butterfly starts turning into the fairy godmother. This is where my, my, my <laughs> I'm just thinking about my face right now. It was like, huh? So the fairy godmother is played by Billy Porter. Billy Porter, who is a is a male. So it's twirling, is making this fairy godmother, and I see this black guy with a goatee, wearing a dress and acting all feminine. I did what? Now thinking about this, the left, and you can't lie, Amazon probably is led by left leaning people. They went ahead and covered some bases on this, my friends. They went ahead and covered the LGBTQ case that you should not go ahead and judge people, you know, by their gender. Of course, there's many genders in the world. You know, that's what, you know, I remember when it first started, it was the gay community. Then when, then it got to LBGT. Then it went to LGBTQ. Then it went to LGBT. Uh, da 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 da. They start adding letters to where they just put LGBTQ plus community. Because you see, folks, it, it took about 15 years to figure out that we have more than two genders, which they don't. God said that. God, God said I male. I made them male and female. So that means they only got two genders because God made them that way. But they covered their bases on the LGBTQ because uh, this is, was a drag queen. This was a man 
wearing wearing women's clothes and acting feminine on this. Now, they also covered another basis, too, because traditionally, the Cinderella character of the godmother is also white. She's a, it was a woman, and she was white. This actor was a man playing the fairy godmother and was also black. Now, we talked a little bit about Larry Elder in the last segment and how the left is hypocritical, but in this show, they went ahead, let's throw out the white and let's throw out the woman. Let's throw out the genderality and the racism. Now, look, don't get me wrong, folks. I'm not upset that a black actor played the fairy godmother. If it was a woman and she was acting as the uh, fairy godmother and she was black, I wouldn't have had a problem with that. There's some actors that are better at playing other than um, races playing as others, or they, they might have an actor that traditionally in the story of the fairy tales, it was white and the black actor played it the best way. Hey, give them that part. But for a black man to wear a dress. And like I told my wife, when I was watching, I said, really, this dude wasn't even shaved. This, this dude had a goatee and saying, I'm the fairy godmother. And ladies and gentlemen, people wonder why, excuse me, as I take a sip of coffee. And people wonder why that the entertainment industry is going down. Now streaming has gone up, don't get me wrong. But people wonder why they certain families don't want to let their kids watch this stuff. See, they're trying to sexualize the kids to begin with, folks. That's this whole narrative right now. Hey, it don't matter if you're tra- if you're a boy and you want to wear a dress, it's okay. And that's what they were pushing for this part. Look, ladies and gentlemen, he called himself a fairy godmother. He feels like a woman, which makes him a woman. So we have to call him a fairy godmother, ladies and gentlemen. And look, my I, I was. I was so much in shock. And, I, and look, I usually hear these things from from conservative commentators. You know, a while back when I heard about the Muppets from Disney Plus, that Gonzo was playing as a Cinderella and he was a he was a male character playing a female part. I heard that from Matt Walsh and I went and looked it up and I was like, oh, but it did surprise me because I heard about it before. This one I seen with my own eyes without hearing anything about it. Now, of course, Billy Porter, the, the, the actor that played the fairy godmother, he is openly gay. So, it's no surprise. He goes to premieres in skirts and with um, and acts like a woman all over the place. But ladies and gentlemen, I'm not trying to offend people, folks. I hope y'all don't think that. I hope y'all don't think I do these segments because I'm trying to offend the LGBTQ community. I said it on Nate's interview the other day, and I'm reflecting back because we talked about a lot of this. I love the sinner, but I hate the sin. I, I don't cut down a person for their character. Their lifestyle, they have to make that decision on. But I, what I believe is wrong is wrong. What I believe is wrong and what I believe is right is based on what the Bible says. And just to see this, folks, this is showing that our world right now, and especially as a minister... This world is is going backwards. This world is it, it's just it's crazy, folks. And it's just not this country; it's this world. And 
it's just disturbing me to see that. Now, my kids were watching that, and I told my wife, I don't want that in our house again. Ladies and gentlemen, this is they're trying to show kids it's okay for you to be a boy and want to wear dresses. It's okay for you to be a girl and want to wear boy stuff. It's okay. And look, this is totally different. You know, then like my little sister and me, when we were growing up, we played baseball. She would catch the ball. She, you know, she was a town boy. And I was, but she still, she got married to a man. She, she like, you get what I'm saying? She was a girl. She was a girly girl, but at times she was a town boy. But ladies and gentlemen, this is going way before, beyond that. They're saying that, hey, if you are a, a boy or if you uh, and you want to be a girl, by all means, if you feel that way, be that way. If you're a girl and you think you're a boy, hey, be a boy. Ladies and gentlemen, they're, they're over-sexualizing our, our society. And this is just because of a, re, uh, a, a double mind or a repentant mind, as the Bible says. I know what it is. But it just, it just shocked me to see this. And like I said, look, kids are going to watch this. <laughs> Excuse me. Ah, oh, nasty cough. Anyway, um, kids are going to see this. And kids are going to go ahead and think, oh, it's okay to be a boy and wear dresses. And like I said, they, they, had, a, they had another agenda around it. They, well... It was a black actor playing in a traditional white role, a white person's role, which that don't bother me on that part. It just, it, I'm thinking that is silly. It, 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 there's something with pushing something and there's really forcing something on people. It's sad, folks. It's sad. Okay, guys. As I said, y'all, y'all know I record on Sunday afternoons. So when you hear this on Monday, you hear me from the day before. And I really didn't get a chance. I was so busy on Saturday. Um, our church is in the middle of a move. We're moving from one building to another building. Uh, as you can tell, I have headphones. I got mics. I have I have a soundboard right here. You can just see, if you look on the video, I have the video where I can monitor myself. You can see a part of a board right here. Um, me and my best friend, LB, the producer of Brothers Just Searching and has produced and um, has produced for me in the past with the Cajun Conservative, especially if you remember Barry Martin did uh, the guest spot, uh, spots for me when I wasn't here. Um, LB came and helped out. So me and LB, we go ahead and we do a lot of sound stuff. And we're in the middle of this move. We're helping out one of our best friends with the sound equipment. We're moving things all over. We had to do, we was extremely busy. I had to work yesterday morning. Yes, folks, I do work on Saturdays. I am a normal American that sometime I have to go ahead and work on Saturdays. But anyway, if you're looking at the date, if you listen to this on Monday or beyond Monday, um, September 11th was this weekend. And it marked the 20th anniversary of the Twin Towers falling and United 93 plane falling in the field in Pennsylvania and a plane hitting the Pentagon. Um, I don't know exactly my age. I believe I was seven, about to turn eight. I'm 28 years old now, so it probably was eight, turning to nine if it was 20 years ago. I remember that morning. I was I was young. Uh, I remember getting the phone call that morning. Someone call, I didn't get a phone call, but my mom got a phone call saying, turn on the television, there's something happening. And our nation was attacked. 
And that's the whole reason why we went to Afghanistan. A few days later, the president of the United States at the time, President George W. Bush, went ahead and declared war on Afghanistan and the Taliban. We went into Afghanistan to get bin Laden. It took us a couple of years, but under Barack Obama, we got bin Laden. Um, and we freed Afghanistan for a small period of time. Unfortunately, as you know, we've been talking about it for the last three podcasts. President Biden went ahead and just messed up everything. He withdrew without taking everybody out. Uh, the Taliban got all our weapons. But anyway, that, that's, that's a minor issue what we what we had going on then. And my older sister, I love my older sister, and she uh, she has a gift of dreams, you could say. A few weeks prior to 9-11, she said, uh, she told my parents that she had a dream that some buildings were on fire and planes were about to hit buildings. When that happened, my older sister ran in and said, hey, it's happening. What I dreamed is happening. And people might call that deja vu and all. But 20 years have gone by. Like I said, I was eight years old when that happened. I was I was very young. Now, I know men that that have fought in the military. Um, you know, I mention their names every so often. Josh, Luke, and Roger from Corporate's Canteen Cup served in Afghanistan. I haven't talked to Scott Ford about his military time, but if it was twenty some years ago, I think Scott. Um, I don't want to say his age, but I know he was in the age to where he maybe fought in Afghanistan or some. You know, these men served in our military within these 20 years. And I want to thank y'all for what y'all doing and what y'all have done. But, you know, I I was, like I said, I was eight years old going on nine, give or take. And I remember that day so clearly. I remember that, 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 that Tuesday morning I was homeschooled. A lot of people might ask why you weren't in school. Isaac wasn't, I was homeschooled for the majority of my life. And that day is going to live forever in my memory, especially that phone call, being a young kid, now, like, to be honest with you, I didn't know about Unit 93, Union 93 or United 93, whatever, and the, the, the Pentagon. But I remember my dad coming home and saying, this is, just, this is just weird. This is bad. Ladies and gentlemen, yes, I was a young age, but I, I, I knew something was going on at that time. This, and I know, like I said, it's past the weekend of 9-11. But never forget Never forget what happened those day that that day. Our nation was attacked, and I guess you can. The only thing you can probably compare that to would be Pearl Harbor, and when the people in in the nineteen forties heard that the Germans attacked our ships in Pearl Harbor, it, it, it must have shook our nation. And that day, the war on terror started. Now. I've been watching documentaries. I've been was was the lead up to nine eleven. Um, there's conspiracy theories and all that stuff about that of who did it, who was behind it. I'm not going to get into that detail. I just know something happened that day, and it changed the course of American history. But I, I'm starting to see a lot of people forget about that. Even the people that were that, that saw this stuff, they were turning on their TVs and watching it. There's a phrase that's going around: "Never forget." And never forgotten. Ladies and gentlemen, let's make sure that we don't forget them brave men and women that died that day. 3,000 souls went into eternity. A lot of people thought it was a normal day. But because of a religious thought process, because of a culture that believes that if they don't believe the way that you believe, 
they should be taken out. People can debate me on uh, Muslim, uh, uh, Islam, all they want. But that's how the religion, if you read the Quran, that's what it says. They call us infidels. And see, that's what's good about this country, folks. We believe you can worship any way you want. We might not agree with it, but you can worship the way you want. On this last thought of 9-11, in a day that I'm going to remember all my life, they, the days after the American flag flew, ball games, players went running out with a flag to be proud Americans. We told our enemies, you attacked us, but we're coming for you. All but one Democrat voted against George W. Bush. All 430, it was 434 Congress people that voted for war. And 100 senators voted to go ahead and get bin Laden. Now, you might ask, well, Isaac, what, what, what was worth that? We went ahead and got out of Afghanistan. It was our, our confidence, our confidence uh, the country's confidence in us are, are shot. Well, you know, I, look, I, I told the military people that I know, and everyone that listened to this, you didn't go there in vain. You know, unfortunately, our president has done some bad things, but you protect our country. And you went ahead and freed a civilization for a while. 3,000 souls died that day. This Cajun conservative is not going to forget them. Just remember, you know, I know it's after now. But reflect back on what happened that day. Football players went around, and basketball players and all players went around with the American flag holding it high. It's funny how a couple of years have changed. Within the 20 years, we had people burning our flag, kneeling for our flag, and saying that we live in a rotten country. But a couple of days after 9-11, you couldn't have been proud of America. Remember, never forget, always remember 9-11. I want to thank you for listening to the Cajun Conservative Show again. If you have not yet, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Go ahead and tell a friend about us. Check us out on Facebook. Check us out on our website, the Cajun Conservative Conservative Show on WordPress.com. Ladies and gentlemen, until next week, be blessed. Be encouraged. For our redemption, draw it nigh. Jesus is coming. Hope you're ready. If not, get in touch with me. I'll tell you how. Until next week, be blessed. Bye-bye.